Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, aka your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Happy 2022! We've made it to a new year. Guys, there's a lot of great things in store in movies and TV this year, including more of Phase 4 of the MCU. 2021 was great because we had so much come out. Uh, It was a great return for the MCU, and now we just can't wait for more. And as of now, we have to wait until potentially May to get the next thing, but that won't stop us from talking about Marvel right now. And as always, I'm not alone, and I am joined by superheroes in their own right. First up, we have the Brooklyn Blurred. Welcome back, Ashley Smalls. Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> also returning to the Fangirl Forum is the Mary Sue's Rachel Leishman. Hi, everybody. Yay! Welcome back, ladies. I am so excited to talk Marvel with y'all because I'm still riding the high of No Way Home and just like the future of the MCU. How are y'all feeling? I mean, I feel like Rachel and I, we talk about, I think that's 95% of our conversation. And I think that's mostly. (laughs) So it's normally some some Marvel thing that we send each other. (laughs) So yeah, you know, there's never not a time uh, where that's not going to be on my brain and definitely No Way Home, you know, just they started off last year and ended off the year. I, I, it was a full circle moment, truly. Oh, for sure. Yes. So let's talk about last year and phase four as of now, but before we do spoilers 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 oh my gosh spoilers we're talking about everything that has come out of phase four so far so like please if you have not seen everything from wandavision to hawkeye you may be spoiled so spoilers 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 i think i warned people enough (laughs) with that (laughs) but yeah like i mentioned wandavision to hawkeye the mcu went on quite the journey in 2021 What do you think of phase four so far of the things that we have gotten? Like what has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Rachel, let's start off with you. Phase four is a lot of just like mm, testing my ability to function as a human outside of emotionally being attached to these characters too much because all it was was just like, how much can we make people cry throughout each series? And then the movie's didn't make it any better it was pretty much the same thing but I really like how phase four of the MCU is very much unpacking what has happened to a lot of these heroes especially with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and Hawkeye all four of them are very much people dealing with the repercussions of things that have happened to them or like that have happened that impact what they're dealing with and I like it being on that kind of, it's not a ground level, but on that level versus in the movies where things happen and we kind of just move past big events. And I like that phase four is kind of tackling that. And I think it's, it's really fascinating to see how it all kind of works together, even though sometimes it is messy. It's the MCU. It's not perfect, but it's really cool to see how it all kind of plays into each other and plays into the future of the MCU. Nice. Ashley, what about you? I really enjoy that it's providing some nuance to a lot of different um, topics in the sense of like, I think phase one through three can feel at face value. I mean, we, we, we could go into deeper conversations around it, but at face value can often feel like good guy, bad guy, 
bad guy gets some hits in, looks like the good guy won't win, but in the end he does. And then now we have these shows that, shows and movies that are kind of, I don't want to say stepping away, but they are taking things further, you know, like, yeah, there was a villain in, in, well, I shouldn't say even villain, but just antagonist in WandaVision, but like even before the big reveal or anything like that, we're dealing with like this trauma, this grief. And even if, I mean, well, I am here to defend Wanda at all times, but even for those people who may not like her, like, look, you have to accept that she has gone through a hell of a lot. And even if you feel like this person is not handling this at all in a, in a you know, decent way, the way I would, but that's just it. That's the topic at hand is that what do you do when you lose, you, you lost your brother, then you get the love of your life. You're like, oh, okay. So yeah, I lost him, but I had this person. Oh wait, they're gone too. I, I made my own world. Oh, I have kids. Oh wait, this is all not real. I didn't know that. This is what my grief did. I don't want to let it go. I have to. It's like, <laughs> there's just like, my sis was never going to win. She was never going to win. But like, that was just like the start. And even all the way to No Way Home, you know, uh, it's a little funny because we saw some comments from people who said things that like, No Way Home was great because it wasn't woke. The entire plot is that instead of sending them back to their deaths, he wanted to help them, which is what we call reform, which according to many people is woke. But I'm not even, it's really just a matter of like, we're going a little bit deeper into just hey, bad, you know, like I said, good guy takes down bad guy. Like the literal whole plot was as a good person, Peter's doing a little bit more than just let's get rid of him. I want to help you even as someone who has done something wrong. And so that has truly been like Marvel to me with phase four is doing a lot more with these topics than just giving you content, giving you really great gifts. And then it's like, move on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really cool how like, we get between the movies and the TV series that we're able to like play with, like we're getting deeper with characters that we've known for years that we're being introduced to for the first time. And we're seeing a lot of characters deal with trauma, with PTSD, dealing with finding their own way in the world, how they deal with grief. I even like the idea, like there's been a lot of found family and biological family dynamics at play, like even thinking about Shang-Chi and dealing with like his father who was more of an antagonist than he was like just a flat out villain because he just wanted to bring his wife back, you know, like we're expanding what it means, these like gray areas of, the motivations for why we do the things that we do. I do not have all of these rings, you know, to give me these powers, but like, I do understand the idea of like being at odds with like a parent or a a strange sibling. And it, and even in like Eternals too, like this, like family that's like spread all over, but yet like they have their own dynamics that like they come together, they pull apart and it's just been really cool to like watch that unfold over the course of this past year. But also it's just been entertaining, you know, like even for the misses that have happened, like they haven't really been that bad. Like I didn't really care for the whole of what if, but I liked a lot of it, you know, like there were definitely things that worked, didn't work, but I still found myself like I'm ready for the next next week the next episode or oh my gosh we're finally getting the Black Widow movie and the excitement over that and it's just been it's been great yeah I think um I, I also like I 
did a, a year end list and I think I put what if either last or maybe second to last. And I, that's really just like as a series, like the complete thing. I probably liked it less. That's not to say I didn't like it at all, but also there were some episodes and I did, I was really just happy that it wasn't like a, all the, well, in the end, many of the episodes didn't end up actually tying together, but like you could just watch one episode by, like, I would never just watch one episode of WandaVision, maybe the Halloween one, but like, I need to watch the whole thing in one batch. And then, but like the Chadwick Boseman episode, you know, ended up being like a really beautiful tribute for him. And I know it wasn't intended to be that, but being that it was his last project to be able to do, you know, it's definitely something to be able to revisit and like kind of gave T'Challa at least what, what we'll have of, of Chadwick's T'Challa is somewhat of like that ending where he's actually reunited. And there were all sorts of like nuts and bolts in it that kind of give Odin's to like Chadwick no longer being with us. Like the, the mm-hmm. message of Star-Lord's T'Challa being, you know, one with the stars now, wherever he goes type of thing. Like when you look back on it and you think about the fact that he has passed, it will definitely move you to tears. But like that episode, I will definitely re- revisit. And I think the... I'm now referring it to Multiverse of Madness episode, even though it's not, but the Doctor Strange episode, you know, how for those of us who saw Strange Supreme and then seeing what looks like Strange Supreme in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, I think that episode, I mean, they've already said that it's canon. So I think like there's some episodes that are going to be really important. So it's like, am I ever going to probably sit down and just like watch them all over again? No. Will I revisit a few? Yes. Um, And I have to say that for that to me being one of the MCU's weakest of the year, I think that's a strong indication of how strong the year was, if that was the weakest that they were able to produce, especially for being their first foray into animation. It makes me really excited for the Peter Parker animation that's that's supposed to be coming out soonish. Yeah, I like what you said, you know, like if what if was the weakest of the year, like it is proof of just how strong this past year has been for the MCU. I'd love to know, uh, what were your uh, standout favorites from last year, series and movie-wise? Like, what are your top three or four ones that you enjoyed of last year? Um, Well, mine are all very specific to me and my interests. Uh, Not that they're necessarily the best of them, but they are the ones that I like the most because they're characters that I care the most about. So it's like WandaVision, Spider-Man No Way Home, Black Widow and Hawkeye are my top four. That's obviously the MCU this year had like amazing content throughout the entire year. So for me, that was just because those are the characters that I care about. And like with Black Widow, I got Yelena and then Yelena came back in Hawkeye. So I was like, great. These are my favorites because I get to see the characters that I really wanted to. But yeah, like those just ended up being my favorites, even though all of them are like some... Well, Hawkeye's not sad. Hawkeye's very fun. But like WandaVision, Black Widow, and Spider-Man No Way Home are three of like the saddest things that we got this year in terms of like people exploring like grief or like understanding the like the necessary things that they have to do, even if it's or the sacrifices that they have to make, even if it hurts them and stuff like that. But yeah, like if we were doing top four, those are mine. And it is completely just based on like my personal favorites not what I think is the best but that's also extremely hard to figure out this year like they're all good like I didn't have with the exception of what if like I liked what if it was fine but like Ashley I don't think I'll go back unless it ties specifically into something everything is something I 
enjoyed watching. I didn't dread having to get up to watch it or go and see the movie. Like I was just excited about everything. Yeah, um, I was, I mean, No Way Home is number one uh, for me in terms of just all the content. The things. Yeah, all the things. (laughs) I mean, I know that technically was also the most recent. I, I think honestly, six months could pass. I don't see my my answer changing. And then I would say very closely followed by WandaVision. It's just that excitement. I mean, Spider-Man obviously has the nostalgia factor. And on that end, I would say WandaVision is kind of, it has some nostalgia, but I, I think it's its credit goes to the complete opposite in the sense of like, it had us on our toes every week. I like I I I've said this before. Like if you were following me earlier last year, I was on Twitter. I I was literally playing Inspector Gadget. I felt like I was playing a puzzle every freaking day. And we were all like, when the show when we finished watching the show, we were like all getting on you know our social media platform of choice with like our clues. Like all right, I put this together. Can someone explain this to me? It was really just you know that excitement really just on social as well was like, and it had us talking all week. You know, like we would like realize something Wednesday, like I just, you know, and like that type of excitement was just, and I think on the opposite end, then you had Spider-Man where it was just like, all right, we low key know what's happening. We have a feeling. I still don't want any spoilers because I want to act like I didn't know nothing. And when it happens, you know, we lost our collective minds in the theaters and we still cry about it, talk about it. And like, you know, it's, it's going to, we're going to keep going on about it. And then I think that would probably be closely followed by Shang-Chi which I, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but I guess because it was the origin, like we've had so many familiar characters coming in and out that allows us to enjoy the, like, even if it's like, oh, that's a cheesy line, but I don't care. I love you. So I'm going to let you get away with it. And then it was like, here's this completely new character and he's really coming to the table as if I've known him for years. And, and I also love the nuance in it, in a sense, like you were saying about a Shang-Chi's father. It's like, he is, he does get the title of villain because of the things he did prior to the movie. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, in the, the plot specifically, you still have this sympathy for him because of, you know, it's, it's this grief that's making him go to the end. And, and even at, at this point, he's not even trying to cause harm, like actively. It's just, this is what grief does. And like, it's those types. I love antagonists who are in that that gray area in that moment. Like it's the same with Killmonger. It's the same, you know, even even if you wanted to argue like Wanda, it's like they're not doing the best of things. But it's like if you are coming in it without this like really just blanket right or wrong, but really like, oh, my God, this character has been through so much. I would be over it, too. I, I enjoy content like that. And then I would say it's a tie between Hawkeye and Black Widow. In a sense of Black Widow really brought that familiarity, obviously, you know, I was happy to see, you know, Scarlett Johansson once again. And then they did an amazing job also introducing a new character in the way Shang-Chi did uh, with Yelena. And in that same regard, I guess that's why Hawkeye is also on it. Because we got more Yelena. We got more in stuff with her outside of Natasha. Like, even though what she was doing was being steamed by her love for Natasha, it's really like this is how she specifically fights. It's like this is her banter. It's so different. You know, it's, it's really night and day with her. And Natasha, in my opinion, even though they're so similar. And honestly, I, I mean, Haley Seinfeld was just so much fun in Hawkeye. I have to put them, they, they were really fun movies that, even though Black Widow's movie should have happened a, a lot earlier than we got it, um, they still managed to, you know, give us a lot more of a character who we've seen the past 10 years while introducing us to someone who very much is connected to her, who's going to be carrying that name. And Hawkeye did the same. I will say mine mine was not in an order. I can't order them, even though I know Spider-Man's number one because that's my boy. But like <laughs> mine weren't in an order because I was like, oh, I can't figure out 
how to even number my top four on top trying to figure them out you don't have to number them it's totally (laughs) fine they give you a hodgepodge (laughs) because you know they were all so good I think for me uh, my number one ended up being WandaVision I think that was the biggest surprise for me and because Prior to WandaVision, the only expectation I had of the show is I just really want to care for Wanda in a way that I've never cared for her before. And they did it and then some. And like you were talking about, Ashley, like it was such a fun time to be on Twitter, to be able to like go on, like stay up late, watch the episode, try and put the clues together of like, what is going on? What is, what is happening? And there was such like a fun collective, like community that like came together for the MCU in a way that like I haven't seen in a while because of the movies you kind of have to wait and be like okay now can we talk about spoilers is okay is it okay to talk about spoilers okay now let's go crazy whereas WandaVision like we all like kind of we had it week to week so we could like keep the momentum going No Way Home is next for me because No Way Home was everything all the things and then some because like it delivered on so many ways that I wasn't expecting the cameos, just everything about it was amazing. And yeah, I don't think it has to be high up on my list just of all time, because it gives me the same feelings I felt about like Infinity War and Endgame. And I rode the high of Endgame for months. So I foresee the same thing with No Way Home in that same vein. Hawkeye surprised me the most because I did not care for Clint Barton. And then lo and behold, I really cared about him in this show. But I think the the strongest person out of it was Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld. She made it so great. And I'm so excited to have more of her and more of Yelena moving forward because they're just, they had such a great dynamic. Like I think Marvel posted today, like their elevator scene from the finale. And I'm like, See, that's the kind of banter like I love seeing in the MCU and I just loved it. And I also really loved Eternals. I cannot wait to rewatch it. See my favorite couple, Drew Kari. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. And I just love the idea of like how they took the idea of gods and interact with humanity. And it basically felt like what Justice League and like the DC universe is a bit about, but for the MCU in a way that was really engaging for me. And so I loved that. Also love Loki because it's just weird. I love it when Marvel gets nuts, you know, when they get cosmic and crazy, I'm like, yep, injected into my veins, alligator Loki for life. And I mean, he who remains Kang is coming now. Like It did so much for the MCU moving forward that like I had a fun time with it. And now I'm like, okay, who broke the multiverse more? Where are we going? And that's, and I guess that is a great segue into, we are now in 2022 and we have hopefully a lot of these movies and series are going to come out this year, which can take us to very, very interesting places. For instance, we're getting... Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Thor, Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And I think that's it as of now. Fingers crossed. 
So I, I just spoke a lot of all of those things that I have mentioned um, and the movies and the series that we're getting, like, where do you think we're heading with titles like this, with what has happened so far in the MCU? What are your predictions for Marvel 2022? Um, well, I am just enjoying the fact that like more of these movies are being involved with each other. Like when you think about like Iron Man Thor and Captain America, and like it was like the first movies, I mean, obviously they were very much, you know, we're, we're by ourselves. And then even, you know, with the sequels, even when like, you know, we know Tony's aware of Fury and we know, you know, that they've interacted with Earth, but Thor has interacted with Earth, but even their sequels are very much, we're on our own, except for these characters who are exclusive to our story. Now it's very much, you know, Wanda popping up in Multiverse of Madness. And obviously, I mean, obviously we already saw uh, No Way Home and how that, well, Spider-Man's movies have, uh, have always been the ones that have been more so borrowing from other movies uh, due to like the Sony and Marvel relationship. And that's kind of how they've been working. But now seeing that happening with the other content, especially since like, the TV shows and how they're going to be spinning into the movies and what that will mean for the future TV shows. It really feels like the comic books themselves are coming to life because like the comic books are always like, look, this, this character from this other comic book is going to pop up for two to three pages. And then mm-hmm. now you have a reason to go pick up that comic book. It's like, well, what, where, where are you, where did you go? What are you, what are you up to? And so now that's how the movies are starting to interact more. And so that's like the main thing that I'm really excited with as we're, we're moving forward. And then like, cause I'm like, She-Hulk, for example, like we now know we have our, we have our Matt Mur- Murdock. We now, we know we have our, our Daredevil. Now we can really like, and I know the theories and things like that. Again, this is just how social works. So we're just going to keep going until Kevin or the shows tell us that we're wrong. But like, you know, now it's like, it's a strong possibility that these characters from the Netflix show might pop up with in, in She-Hulk or these, the TV shows that are more street level and what that can mean for the movies. Um, I'm really excited to see how Multiverse of of Madness pans out in terms of like, I mean, we know for sure Doctor Strange got a third movie in the vault, but what's going to go on with Wanda? As of right now, for the continuation of her story, we know it's next is Multiverse of Madness. And that question is going to be answered of, is she going to get her own movie? Is this going to continue with someone else's? Do they do a new show at Wanda? We know WandaVision has ended, but Wanda's story clearly hasn't. So is this now going to be a whole new series? We don't know. And it's like, now these questions are being answered, not just solely in the content around that one character. You got to like tune in for everything. And so, yeah, I, I'm also uh, happy for like the diving into more serious topics. I'm hoping they do get better at it. I wasn't the biggest fan of how they tackled racism in Falcon and a Winter Soldier. I understand there's only so much you can do like with six episodes. That's another thing. Cert, not all of it, Actually, no, definitely make them longer than six. Don't go Netflix crazy on us and give us, you know, 15 for no reason. But like, you know, like this, when you're, if you're going to go after those big topics, you can't do that. And in, in, you can't just throw something in there with a cop, not noticing an Avenger, like, you know, black man, show us your ID and then just give us, you know, a kind of throwaway scene like that. And then just have it brushed aside as they did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier or, you know, the banking scene. And, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. I do applaud the attempts. Is it being brought to full fruition? I, I don't I don't personally think so. And it's like, I would rather you not tackle it at all if you're not going to do a good job because then now I got to get on Twitter and I got to defend my whole community because this is what you decided to do. So that's, and, and like the comics do go into those, those things, but you know, obviously you can do a lot more on paper sometimes than you can if you're only going to give yourself so much time in these, what, 30 minute shows, if that much. 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for how much is, is coming together with, with each bit of content. I'm, I'm excited for the, the bigger topics, but I, I do, I guess my, my real qualm is just, if they're going to go after it, then, you know, don't just give Isaiah Bradley, you know, a little corner of the Captain America Museum and then walk away from it type of thing. If that's, mm-hmm. I hope that's making sense to the people listening. <laughs> Oh, you're making total sense. And I realized I'm nodding on a podcast. Like I was nodding along to everything (laughs) Ashley was saying. And that was like a race podcast. (laughs) The downsides of just a, just an audio podcast is the lack (laughs) of uh, enthusiasm. Like, yes, keep going, you know, (laughs) Rachel to you. I mean, on like a, what I think they're going to do with the future of the MCU level, it is very clear they're they're leaning towards like West Coast Avengers stuff and Young Avengers stuff and that like doing all these shows and building them all out, it gives you an opportunity to meet all these characters that's not just throwing them into a bigger movie and then going from there or like they did with Wanda originally or at, well, they technically did that with Peter, but also we didn't need a big introduction to Peter Parker. But like, they're getting some of these characters that are like a little less known so I like that they're getting their whole their own series which is like maybe an introduction in a movie and then into their own series like America Chavez and Riri Williams how they're getting like intros and then getting bigger stories and stuff like that and I think it's really interesting how they're setting all of that up to where we're going to learn a lot about these characters quicker I think they've learned lessons from the past with that in particular like how we just met her through these movies and she never really had her own time to grow um so I like that we have that kind of setup in the future of the MCU I think it's going to work out better and I agreed with Ashley completely I hope that like they're tackling these issues but they're doing them like the first part they like somewhat like especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier they like I don't want to say half-ass tackled it but they like started to tackle it but then clearly didn't do a perfect job because people were like what if we forgave John Walker Uh, which I'll never forget living online when I saw those takes but then Wanda is a villain and like it's like clearly like something wasn't clear in some of these shows because people were having and granted people could have very different opinions that's not what I'm saying I'm saying more like if you are saying that this is a bad person or this is a bad thing, your show needs to clearly indicate that because it's online. It's a lot of gray area. And if that's what the MCU wants to do in the future, then that that's fine. I'm going to have to tune out a lot of discourse on Twitter, but I'm really excited about, especially like the 2022 one, because we're getting into really interesting heroes and, um, we're still going back to like the characters we know and love, but we are getting a lot of new stuff and new characters versus this year, which was a lot of older characters getting their time and or introducing new characters in their shows. So I'm really excited about how this year is more based in new characters getting their time instead of the other way around. Totally. And that actually brings a question that's coming to mind uh, for both of you. Like, it's really exciting that like we live in a time where we're getting a lot of new characters coming into their own and like Marvel is learning their lesson from, you know, introducing a character and not giving them their time to shine. And we're seeing so many characters 
finally get that time. Like I'm, I'm now super excited for the Echo series because of her introduction in Hawkeye. And I hope she doesn't just live in the series that we get to see her outside of that too. And like getting America Chavez this year and hopefully seeing her pop up in other places. And with the universe, with the multiverse expanding, like, are we afraid that things are getting like too big that it's like too big to handle or is it like let's just bring everybody the more the merrier well I think some of the characters who we hold near and dear are going to be making less appearances and I know that's not something that's on the forefront of us like that's not like we're not thinking like after we just saw Jeremy Renner uh lead his own show and I think Hawkeye Clint Barton just specifically should get just a bit more time because he never really got to stand on his own the way the other characters did. The whole point in bringing in, you know, Kate Bishop is that she will eventually probably take, you know, she's going to take on uh, the mantle. And I think the fact that the huge part of the the storyline and Hawkeye being around his family and trying to get home for Christmas is that this is someone who at some point is going to want to stop risking his life and missing holidays with his family. And if he can properly train someone who can do that while he gets to really be a family man, you know, that's the route that he's going to eventually take. So like, yeah, we're still going to get some of him, but we also need to be prepared for the fact that some of these characters are going, you know, part of these stories is not just them meeting people for the sake of it, but like them realizing you have a lot of me in you. I mean, you saw, I mean, it was easy. I know, I don't want to get into a whole Iron Peter discourse around people who may hate it, but at the end of the day, between bringing in Peter for the sake of like, we want Spider-Man MCU, we know Tony was going to be the first one out and he needed to in his own, Spider-Man is, is, is his own thing. I'm not making this like a, he wanted to completely pass the mantle in terms of like Iron Man the mantle, but in a sense of that mentorship and that linkage to that main story outside of the, the Spider-Man discourse, it was for a reason. Like you can't just have them popping up like, yeah, I'm just here. And so like, we're starting to see that a little bit with these other characters and these new people coming in in the same way we no longer see Tony Stark we have to prepare ourselves for the fact that hopefully it won't be a gruesome death that has us sitting in the theater crying, but like eventually we will be saying goodbye to them. But with that being said, the way I, it's it's just going to come down to the writing. I think they're doing an amazing job in how they're intertwining characters without completely just like, here's 20 minutes and throwing them to the wind, but like really still building out their story and, and allowing them like some, like I, as, even though we know Riri Williams is going to be in Wakanda forever, I'm prepared for like maybe after the first 30 to 40 minutes, we might not see her as much, but we're going to get enough of her to understand that linkage that's going to probably be to Armor Wars. Because I believe she's supposed to be making an appearance with Rhodey. I mean, my gut is telling me she will be just because like, I think it would be a way to bring her in as Iron Heart since like the plot of Armor Wars is that someone steals Stark Tech, Rhodey's supposed to be hunting them down if a certain young genius was to get her hands on it and was able to build her own suit, it just starts to make sense. But like that, I, you know, I think that would be an awkward way to just bring her in versus let's let make sure people know she's super smart and not just like, you know, you don't have to do that with Peter Parker. We know his story. We know everything. We know his entire family tree. We know his bloodline. We know every person he's ever been in love with. Like this man never needs a social account because we know it all. But like these characters, people have never picked up a comic book for, they're doing, I think, a really good job in here's this introduction, here's building up some relationships, not going to see her for a minute, but remember this because it's coming back and now we're going to give her her own time. So I just really think it's going to come down to the 
writing and and be intertwining and as long as they keep it the way that it's been Hawkeye I think is really one of the best examples Black Widow too because it did a really good job with Yelena but I think to be more fair I would rely on on Hawkeye because like Jeremy Renner I mean Clint Barton and Kate Bishop had no link to each other until the show mm-hmm. and they were able to make it make sense so without having to do too much I mean honestly we'd even argue that they could have done a little bit more but since the episodes were too short but like without doing too much, we're able to give us enough. And now you, if you watch the show, you feel prepared for what her next appearance may be. So if they don't get crazy on us, I think they're, they're, they're going to uh, do a fine job. Yeah. And I completely agree. I think um, I'm, I'm down for more characters because like what Ashley said, as long as the writing's there and that happens in the comics a lot where the mantra gets passed down, but the character we came to love is still there as a mentor and I am a Tony Peter apologist I love that relationship I think it's beautiful I I and it is based in the comics like people yell about it all the time I'm like it it exists in the comics it's just you didn't like it and so now you're yelling about it and congrats now you got the Peter Parker movie you wanted if you would have just waited anyways I'm not getting into that but (laughs) I think it's like Clinton, Kate always have that kind of like mentor-mentee relationship. And I think we're going to get a lot more of that throughout the MCU. While we're not going to get the Tony Riri one from the comics, I do think like maybe because I don't remember how the MCU has it, but in the comics, Brody went to MIT with Tony. If that is the same thing in MCU, like maybe then that's going to be that relationship that Brody is going to be her mentor since we don't have Tony there to do it. But whatever the case is, like I like that like all of the characters we have come to know are going to kind of take a backseat to these new characters but they're still going to be there it's not like like Ash said we're not going to have to watch all of them gruesomely die they can still exist in the same role but kind of be like hey we're going to take a step back like you guys are now in charge like if you need us we can help you but I'm 65 I'm retired but or like whatever it ends up being and so I think we can have a lot of these new characters we can have a lot of these new shows and they would also then explain why, like, sometimes all of the heroes are not helping if, like, we see all of these new characters and how they are all dealing with their own stuff. You could be like, yeah, it makes sense that no one could come and help Peter Parker because we see how many different people are dealing with other things sometimes at the same time. And so I think I think it'll work out fine. I do think that we're going to have a lot more people writing reviews or going online complaining because they have to keep up with everything in the MCU to understand anything and to that I'm like okay like you do it with other things I don't understand that complaint like if you weren't into it now you have to get into it like I'm sorry enjoy it I'm 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 tired you have till May to catch up like you can do it it's fine um isn't that crazy like promise you someone's gonna be like this is too much how many characters like you know when we get more information on multiverse of madness even though it's january we're only 10 days into the new year and we still have so much time to multiverse of madness and i guarantee you the first week of may someone's gonna be writing thing pieces on i have to watch all that you just had five months what were you doing you know it's they just, like, real. It, like and i do think they've well, done a like- good job of like you know for people who aren't like you know like if you had no idea who wong was in shang chi was the plot really missing for you? No. Like, you know, if you had no idea, if you had never seen even the first two spy, the first two uh, actors who played Spider-Man, did the plot make no sense to you? No. Did you miss out on maybe the excitement of the people around you? Sure. But like, 
it's very clear these are these are Peter Parkers from different universes, just like these villains are from different universes, and they're here to help. I do think they've done a good job, even with WandaVision. Like, you don't know Darcy from Thor. She's a scientist. She got a PhD. She's here to put some things together. I think they've done a good job of, like, letting you know who these characters are if for some reason you haven't seen the other stuff. But, yeah, you are missing on, like, the excitement and maybe nostalgia factor that comes with knowing who these people are and when they pop up, you know, losing your collective shit as many of us. Like, I definitely, my friend, I took them to see No Way Home. And, like, when the many moments that happened in No Way Home, I'm just like getting up and I'm throwing stuff and I'm, I'm just crying and, and throwing up in the theater, just, just losing my mind like everybody else. And my friend is just sitting there like, oh, okay. That's, a, that's an important person. And I'm like, yes, it's Toby. And it's like, he does things. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, he, he does he, things. He, he got the powers. He got it. Yeah. She knew everything that was going on. She just, she just had to witness what it means to go opening night with a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's it. So you're going to be fine, but like spend the five months catching up so that you can be as excited as the rest of us or figure out ahead of time that you hate this. So and you can spare us your comments. I don't know, whichever one works for you. Well, yeah. And cause like, we've already seen it a little because people like a lot of people their first introduction to kingpin was him in that white jacket with the floral shirt which isn't literally from an echo comic like that is a shot like a little panel brought to life and so then people from who watch daredevil were like our fashion forward kingpin would never and i'm like yeah he would kingpin is dramatic but like it's very interesting because it's like with that and then with Matt Murdock, I have seen a lot of people then be like, I need to, like, I had no idea, like, I need to go back and watch all the Charlie Cox things because they didn't know, or like, they didn't know about Vincent D'Onofrio and then see the flip side of it where the people like, I loved Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. So I was very excited that he was coming back. And because all I want is him and tiny little Tom Holland in a scene together because Vincent D'Onofrio is such a dream. Um, And so I I just want them in a scene together so that Tom Holland looks super, super tiny. But like we've already kind of seen it where then people are like, I need I need to go back and catch up. Like because now I want that excitement, like when the next character shows up, which I kind of think is Jessica Jones and She-Hulk. But like that would be uh, amazing. I'm I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. Yeah, but like we've already kind of seen it and we I've seen like the people who then go back and like want to catch up. So hopefully in the next couple of months, people will catch up or maybe it will just be a continual problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think like at the end of the day, like it's nice to know that like we have all of this content here and because there is some time in between, like you can pace yourself to like rewatch all of these things. Like take your time. If you want to do it, great. If not, we're still going to be here being super excited for like the things. And because we've watched it all, like it's fun that all of the little like teases and cameos are like a treat for us. You know, we get to get geeked out over like, I lost my mind when I saw Charlie Cox uh, as Matt Murdock again. And when he caught that brick, I'm like, he hasn't missed a beat. Can't wait for more of you. And Vincent D'Onofrio and Hawkeye, I'm like, I can't wait to see you again. And yeah, like, it's nice to hear that, like, because of these things, like, or of recent stuff, like, people actually do want to go back and, like, watch things over again. Or sometimes they don't. And you know what? That's on them. Because I think Multiverse of Madness, we're going to get a lot of people 
I think we're going to see people from the X-Men universe and I will lose my mind over that. So, so speaking of multiverse of madness, we have like quite the lineup ahead of us. And I would love to know of the things that are coming out in 2022 in no particular order, what are you most excited to see? I'm doing honorable mentions as well, because there are two that I'm not going to put on mine that are my honorable mentions, but my top three are Moon Knight, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Black Panther Wakanda Forever, because I love Riri Williams to the end of my days. And so I'm so excited to see her. Like I truly, when they announced it on that Disney day where they announced like everything and all of a sudden it just popped up and said Ironheart. I screamed to the point where like my head started hurting all of a sudden because I just like did not know it was coming and like had like this weird like am I gonna die because I just got so excited about this feeling because my brain stopped working so I'm very excited for Wakanda Forever because I just I, I I want to see her I cannot wait and also Michaela Cole's in it and so now I'm like super excited about Michaela Cole being in the MCU Moon Knight because I love Oscar Isaac. I also love Mark Spector and it's going to be like Mark Spector like swears and stuff. So like I don't know if it is it's going to be just like an R-rated show. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh but I can't wait to see Moon Knight and then I'm a Wanda apologist. Um and so the only reason I'm excited about Multiverse of Madness is because of Wanda Maximoff because I'm not a Stephen Strange fan. And then they said, "What if we put Wanda Maximoff in this?" And I was like, I'm going to have to give a shit about Multiverse of Madness now. And with all the like what if stuff, I'm pretty sure that's going to like include like the zombies and weird shit outside of what we've already seen with Supreme Strange or whatever his name is, where he's all the different creatures. So I'm just very interested in what they're going to do with that movie. And it's Sam Raimi, who I love. And I love when he does horror. So I'm really excited about Multiverse of Madness for that reason. But my honorable mentions are She-Hulk and Miss Marvel because I love Kamala Khan. I'm really excited to see her in the MCU. And then Tatmas is She-Hulk is going to be really exciting. And again, I do think that Jessica Jones is going to show up. Love it. Yeah, I would have to put Multiverse of Madness at number one for me. I, I am actually a strange fan, even though I'm a bigger Wanda fan. So I say that to say that if I end up having to choose at some point in this movie, if I got to take sides... You know, Stephen, it was great knowing you. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> it was great. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to stand by my sister. You know, so I, I, but honestly, I think what really excites me about Multiverse of Madness is the sort of mystery. Like, I know they technically have given us a trailer. I don't believe shit in it. I really don't. I really don't. I think it's supposed to just give us enough to know there's going to be some weird stuff. America Chavez can punch holes into the multiverse just so to give, you know, um, and it really didn't give us that much of her in, in the trailer. We got to see the back of her jacket, but like, just to say that oh, I think jacket. it's just supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be just enough, you know, to, for people who are not familiar with this, you know, sort of stuff, like one, go watch WandaVision. If you haven't, I don't know why you haven't, but do that, you know, obviously, you know, get familiar with what happened in No Way Home. I don't know if there's anyone alive who has not seen it, but if you are out there, all three of you go see it, see it. And, you know, I just really, I think it's going to be one of those movies where we think we know the plot and we're just not going to. And I'm very much excited for how they smack us. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Strange, either Strange Supreme nor Wanda end up being the villain as much as there's this discourse around who's it's going to be. 
And yeah, I'm excited because there's been the rumors about someone from the Fox universe, X-Men, supposed to be making an appearance. And I don't know who that's going to be, but I'm excited for it. I would follow that up with, with Wakanda Forever. I mean, just off the strength of, oh, I hate saying the strength of the Black Panther alone because like, just from the movie, but like, you know, just like he is my favorite um, character, Wakanda being like so held close to me. Sadly, you know, we just, we don't know how things are going to go with the sequel uh, after losing Chadwick, but I do know that everyone involved with the film loved him dearly. And so I know they're going to do everything possible, not, more so than just for the fans, but for, for, for him. And so I'm excited to support them. I have 100% faith in Ryan Coogler. If anyone can still deliver an amazing story while paying respect to how it is both an actor and to Charlie the character, I know it's him. So I'm really excited to see what it is that they, they do there. That plot is sort of up in the air. I'm hoping Michaela Cole plays uh, Madam Slay personally. There's been rumors out there that she might play I don't see it being Storm, but hey, let's put it out there. Who knows how things will go? But I'm excited to see what role she plays. She was phenomenal in her HBO series. And then um, I don't know if it's high between She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Like, I, I know we're at this, this cheating, but like um, Hawkeye has me really excited for like the street level sort of content. Like they did a really great job there. I was a little, with everything being so multiverse, we're in space, we're taking on aliens. It was really good to know they can just do a good old fashioned we're taking bad guys with guns, you know, and I got a bow and arrow. And of course, you know, back to what Rachel was saying about like, I'm really excited for the appearance of Netflix characters. I love Jessica Jones. I wouldn't be too upset if they brought in Trish, although I didn't like her ending. But I mean, just if you haven't watched the Netflix series, watch it all except for Iron Fist. Act like you didn't even see that on the on the on the call. Okay, but go watch it's Iron Fist. We don't it's, we don't know we, her. We don't we don't we don't need that. He, it never happened. Okay, it never happened. Doctor Strange did a spell. We don't remember who Peter Parker is, and we never saw Iron Fist. Okay, so that's how that went. <laughs> Enough. I love that. I mean, no surprise here. I'm also my number one right now is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I mean, like. I need to know how it ends after everything that happened in No Way Home, the return of Wanda, the introduction of America Chavez. I just think there's just so much at stake in this movie. I think it's going to be wild and crazy, but also dark and potentially scary. Like I like the idea that Sam Raimi's going to lean on his horror elements for this and give us something unique and different while also breaking the multiverse in half. It's so exciting. Next, I'm super excited for Moon Knight. Like Rachel said, I am a huge Oscar Isaac stan. He is my future husband, except not really. I love him and his marriage and his kids. Like, they're great. I love that for them. But I love him so much. And I can't believe he's doing the MCU. I thought he was staying far away from franchises. And from the little we've seen, I'm like, yep. He knew exactly what he was signing up for, and I'm so excited for him as Mark Spector. He's, in, he's now in three different Marvel things. I know, like because he's Apocalypse, uh, Miguel O'Hara, and now Mark Spector. He was like, "How many can I get?" <laughs> there has to be a special award for that, right? Yeah, it's I, like the big Marvel three, not even the big Disney three. It's exclusively, exclusively the, the big, big Marvel, Marvel three. three. <laughs> for real. And then this is my third most anticipated one is one that I know so little about, but like, I am so excited for it. Secret Invasion. 
I don't even know if we're going to get it this year. Once they introduce scrolls in the MCU, they really like open the gates for like anybody can show up. You don't know who's really a scroll. Like it's so fascinating to play off of that loop very Blade Runner-esque, like, you know, you don't know if they are who they say they are. And they're bringing in top tier talent like Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Clark. It's just, I'm so excited. Like they got them in this, like they're, they're doing something really special here and we know so little. And I'm like, inject it into my veins like i learned that steve nick didn't go back in time he's that was a scroll tony's a scroll exactly everyone's a scroll it's fine it's it's fine we don't have to deal with you know the trauma of watching deaths anymore they're just a scroll it's fine scroll it's fine don't worry about it they'll be they'll be back but in my honorable mentions i have miss marvel and wakanda forever because i cannot wait for kamala khan like she is like fangirl over everything and like she just radiate sunshine and I'm just so excited to see her like get her own series before we see her in the Marvels and then Wakanda forever I'm excited to see what comes next and like I know that Chadwick Boseman will be like honored with this movie like everybody involved like cared so much about him and like I think they're just going to do justice to him and his character and I'm also super excited for Riri Williams because I love Ironheart I love everything Iron Man and we need a new Iron Man in the MCU and I'm so happy Riri Williams is coming and I will scream when I see her in theaters I can't wait guys I am now just like even more geeked from the time we started recording to now just like talking about all of the just exciting things to come. And, you know, like, honestly, and Feige, I trust at this point, like (laughs) he can tell us like anything is coming out. And I'm just like, yep. Okay, great. Let's do this thing. And I think 2022 is going to be a really special year in the MCU. Thank you both so much for coming on and just fangirling with me over, you know, what's to come where can the people find you? Ashley, I'll start with you. Ashley K. Smalls. Uh, I primarily right now use Twitter and TikTok. So I am on Instagram. You won't get many photos of me, but I am on there. And yeah, also you can visit my uh, blog, brooklynblurred.com. Rachel? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Rachel Lushman, where I normally am screaming about something. And uh, you can follow my writing at the Mary Sue. And then um, I have my own podcast, which is Pedro Pascal, where we go through all of Pedro Pascal's filmography. And yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, it's Rachel underscore Lushman. I'm an idiot on both. I'm an idiot everywhere on the internet. So if you just want to like, look at me being dumb, you can go follow me on those things. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not even sure if I mentioned my handle. It's Ashley K. Smalls. So <laughs> sorry. I'm just like, I will, here, like, I will include in them name. in the bios. Y'all are fine. <laughs> it's my government name. You will have access to my Twitter, my, my IG, TikTok. <laughs> if you want to take over my identity, it, it's the full, it's the full thing. That's where it is. I mean, you'll get a bunch of student loan debt, but if you want it, that's, that's what it, that's the name. Hey, if you want my student loan, you can take you it. You can that's have that. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> And as always, you can follow me at Meredith Loftus on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Fangirl Forum 
pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, good news, you can now leave this a five-star rating uh, on the podcast page. So if you like what you hear, you should just give me five stars. That would be great. I'm not great at plugging these things. So, you know, 2022, we're trying out here. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you have a fantastic day.